I was always the dude like running around with a GoPro filming my mates and going on holidays and stuff. So a lot more documentary, a lot more in the moment and people are sort of really harnessing what they want their weddings to be rather than what it has always looked like it has to be. Hello and welcome to the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast where we believe all weddings can be epic in their own right and uniquely you. We're your hosts Tim and Matt, a photographer and videographer in the industry. Tune in as we dive deep and unpack all things weddings, how to make it fun, stress-free and provide other creatives in the industry tips and tricks to raise the standard when it comes to planning the perfect wedding. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Make It Epic Wedding Podcast. How are you, Matthew? <laughs> I am good, mate. Thank you for fornating me. It was uh, very appropriate for today, I feel like. Um, <laughs> hope no, you are. No, not sure I've seen a connection, but yeah, all right. Let's no, go either. I don't know. I just didn't know what to say. <laughs> anyway, uh, mate, I'm very excited about today's episode. We have some absolute legends on and maybe the first time we've had a couple on that have their own podcast. Yeah, a little shout out to... Unveiled. So this is Eddie and Lucy Blake. They are absolute legends in the industry and legends as people as well. So these are guys that have been huge inspirations, you know, especially if I, as I've, um, you know, worked on my creative career and they've definitely, uh, definitely got some insights to share. And we really take this conversation, um, kind of in a in a general direction where we chat about the industry as a whole, but also providing a context of them as seasoned wedding professionals getting married themselves and some of the issues that they had, a, had to overcome. And as always, we probably don't, uh, we had a bit of a plan for this chat, but it still, you know, still went into a few different directions. And uh, I think it'll be super helpful for you guys out there listening. Uh, if you're planning a wedding, as always, that's our aim is to bring you guys as much value as possible. And these guys have uh, a wealth of knowledge and experience and photographers and videographers uh, in the industry. They have seen it all as well. So today is definitely an episode uh, that you need to get that notepad and pen out and take some notes because it was a good one and I'm very excited to dive straight in. It was a banger. Let's get into it. Eddie, Lucy, welcome to the podcast. It's so good to have you guys on. Thanks, guys. Excited to be here. We, uh, we, before we talk too much about you guys specifically uh, and find out about, you know, what you guys do, um, I guess on the day to day, we, as always, try and ask you guys some quick fire questions. So we're gonna, you know, get everybody loosened up a little bit um, and ask some really, really serious, serious questions. Uh, Tim, do you want to kick it off? Let's go. Coffee after five, guys? Yes or no? <laughs> Absolutely not for me. Me and she tells me no, but yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, favorite cocktail? Margarita on the rocks with no sugar. Yeah, and I'm the same, mainly because she orders it. (laughs) (laughs) This is a good start to the story. The no sugar is an interesting one. I like that. It's different. Yeah, Yeah, wow. All right, this uh, this might hit home, but uh, what uh, what book or podcast are you listening to at the moment? Yeah, you go first. Uh, I'm big on that How I Built This with Guy Raz. Have you guys heard of it? Oh, yeah. I've listened to it, yeah, once or twice before. Yeah. Nice. I'm a bit of a mixed bag on podcasts. I'm also like I'm super into reading books at the moment. I've just read a Dolly Adelton book. Um, I forget what it's called, but I've literally just finished it, um, which was really good. And then I I really like Darling Shine podcast. It's kind of like podcasts are kind of my zone out time. 
I don't like being, I don't feel like I like being educated with podcasts that much. I like to pick them out. So, I, yeah. yeah, I like it. I like it. I'm, I'm the same. Yeah. I'm the same. It's definitely helpful when you're driving, like especially if you're doing like lots of driving that like, pod, I don't know, podcasts that just kind of are like easy to listen to. Uh, oh, yeah. I should so say that like I love crime. Crime podcast yeah. all the way. Like Ed thinks I'm a psycho. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it, if we all know the stats, right, of like uh, the person you marry yeah. is most yeah. likely to kill you. So, yeah. <laughs> and he sleeps one eye open. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, all right, next question. What's the most memorable piece of advice you guys have ever received? It's a big wedding, one. Wedding related? Uh, whatever related, generally. Um, it could be wedding related. Yeah, I think just for when we got married ourselves, it was a mate of mine that got married a week before us, just super basic. It was said during the ceremony, make sure you, um, rather than just staring at each other in the celebrant, you, you glance up and look at all your guests and eyeball a few people and really take it in because it goes so quick. I thought that was pretty good advice mm-hmm. um, just to be present in the ceremony. Yeah. I think mine would be a piece of life advice and sort of aimed at career, but I think the best piece of advice I was ever given was to just stay in your lane. Do you? Um, because that's where the real magic kind of happens. It's it's not when you're trying to do what everyone else is doing or, yeah, it's just stay in your lane. I love that. I absolutely it's love so that. Good. And in an industry that's like completely flooded with imposter syndrome, like it just yes. generally as creatives, okay. yeah, that's brilliant. Yeah. And if you could go anywhere in the world tomorrow, where would you go? You go. So many, so many <laughs> options. Pick one. <laughs> we really want to see. We really want to go to. Um, we want to do the Northern Lights. Like that would be. Yeah, cool. yeah we haven't been. Yeah, there. Yeah, we haven't been there, and it looks amazing. And yeah. never been to that part of the world either. Yeah. We fell in love with New Zealand when we went there a few years back. Yeah. Back too. So we'd love to go back there. Awesome. All right, and last one. Uh, who inspires you right now? This could be like life related, business related, uh, whichever way you want to take that. Uh, I'm. You can say you. <laughs> I inspire myself. <laughs> no. Eddie inspires you, doesn't he? <laughs> yeah. Eddie always inspires me. Um, I mean, I have, I have so many people that I'm constantly inspired by, but I think my mum has always been, and my mum and dad have always been a big inspiration to me, both of them. Yeah. My dad is a creative and my mum is the human being that she is. Yeah. And for the work side of things, uh, what makes Lucy great is she gets a lot of her inspo from things outside of weddings, like mm. fashion and, like, she doesn't just follow the tradition that you've probably seen in her work. It's um, super. She gets inspo from everything around, yeah. so which makes Lucy great. Yeah. Um, Thanks for that. And <laughs> so I, Round of points for Eddie. Like <laughs> in terms of um, video stuff, I some good friends of ours, More Life Films, who you've heard of, like, I'm always loving their work. And if you've met John, the owner, he's like super dedicated to his craft. He's, um, yeah, he's like awesome guy and he produces epic work. So I love following their stuff. Mm. Isn't he just the most humble dude you have ever met? Ever. They both are, him and Chelsea. Yeah. Yeah. And he's he's sort of, I feel like he's OCD like me as well. (laughs) So he wants everything to be perfect and he can often get stressed just like I do. So it's good to have someone relatable in the industry. A trait of videographers, I think. We 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 we, uh, we actually worked. Me and uh, John and uh, with Elliot as well did a Indian wedding at Mona Farm last year. Uh, 
over New Year's, like a year and a half ago. And that was like for two days, just two monster days. And it's just like, it's pretty cool to be able to like hang out with some like other people who are super creative and you can see his passion and like, you can see his like brain almost ticking over going like, I want to do this shot and I can do it, but I just need to work out how to do it. Uh, It was pretty, it's it's pretty cool to be able to see. And then like, obviously you could hang out, have a few drinks together and, you know, in between and yeah, yeah. It was a, it was the like that you probably um find it yourselves but it's actually for the most part we've only had really good things to say and relationships with other vendors within the industry and for the most part everyone's pretty keen to like you know share their ideas and what's worked what hasn't worked and that's just another you would think like people exterior would think that we're just all competitors but we're mm. actually not like we all party together we all share we work together we talk to each other so it's, it's actually yeah, 100% a really cool industry no, just absolutely. Like, here we that. are. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that was a. It was actually a big thing when we actually started this podcast because Matt and I, I suppose, like we just like lived and breathed like creative, like video, photo, life, and um, weddings. And you know, our wives got sick of us talking about it all the time. So we're like, <laughs> hey, let's just record our conversations. And um, like part of the reason was like, yes, we wanted to like help arm couples with the confidence to like plan their wedding their way. Like we don't think just one way planning a wedding is like the only way and you have to do it this way and that way. But it was also to help elevate, um, I suppose, the standard within the industry across vendors um, in general Mm -hmm. as well. And from a different perspective of, you know, a photographer and a videographer um, kind of like teaming up and talking about that offers a a fresh perspective. And um, it kind of leads us in and we really want to get to know like who is Lucy, who is Eddie, because there is uh, we've got a little bit to know about you guys, but let's, let's actually get into the details because you guys have really, really, you really are some huge inspirations in this industry. And um, you guys are both someone that I've looked up to for, for a long time. So, yeah, I'm really, really glad to get you on. But tell us, who is Lucy? Like, who is Eddie? What do you both do? Where are you from? Okay. Well, do you want me to start? Yeah. Uh, I'll start by saying thank you. That was a very lovely introduction. And the fact that we're inspirations to people is just like so lovely of a thought. Um, But I'm Lucy. I've been in the industry for about seven or eight years as as a photographer. I briefly, I studied graphic design in uh, like after school. I actually did photography in school, loved it, but it kind of fell out of touch with it after school, went on to study graphic design um, and then re-found photography again sort of after, like, years after graduating. Um, and it wasn't until I, like, I sort of broke into the fashion space, was doing a bit of fashion photography, loved that, but I was working other jobs while I was doing that. And then Eddie and I started dating and he kind of said to me, look, you know, if you want to pick up a camera and come and do some second shooting with me, feel free. Um, and I was a bit like, oh, weddings, I don't know, it's not my style. Um, dove into that and then pretty much never looked back. It was um, Ed was the one that turned around to me one day and sort of went, you, you've got an eye that's, you know, super different and the photos that he was picking of mine when I was second shooting for him, he was like, I, you know, he basically said to me, I've yeah. not seen photos like these before. Yeah. Um, you should give it a go solo. Um, and it wasn't until a girl I went to high school with actually hit me up. She'd seen some of my fashion work that I'd done on 35 millimeter film, which is just like going gangbusters in the wedding industry now. Um, but she sort of said to me, I really want you to shoot my wedding on film, um, and nothing else. And I was like, well, I'm absolutely not 
doing it on nothing else, but I'll do it with film and digital. And that was kind of the wedding that broke me into the industry. I think from that moment on, I was like, all right, I can, I can do this and it's super fun and I'm just going to make it, you know, like I, obviously weddings have their structure, but I think I went into it with the mentality of like, I really want to tie in, you know, everything else that I find so inspiring. I've had my background of fashion that I really loved. I had all my knowledge of graphic design and the the composition, the elements of, you know, the principles and elements that you had to follow in that. And I felt, felt like that all filtered through into my photography. Um, and it was pretty much from there. It just kept rolling. Yeah. Yeah. It was funny. The, that wedding that Lucy's second shot for me, we sent the gallery to the couple and the couple just posted all Lucy's photos and I was like <laughs> pretty, pretty devastated. But I was like, Lucy, maybe you've got a thing out here. Um, and, but I also think just playing on loose, uh, being a female wedding photographer, I know that, you know, us, us three are males, but being a female in the wedding photography industry is, is so good and, you know, always encouraged for other females to be doing the same thing because Lucy's just got an eye that this guys and that I just literally will never have. So they, you know, she connects with brides, um, you know, and, and grooms as well. But, you know, it's, a, not, it's pretty often that Lucy leaves a wedding and, the bride or the groom want to be best mates with her. You know, she just has that rapport and connection. And so working with Luce, that's how, you know, she gets a lot of her good moments as well, which is creating that bond with her couples. Um, but, yeah, for, for me, I uh, was I, I was in marketing out of school, um, just did like a little TAFE course, didn't really know what I was going to do. Um, an old teacher gave me a job in a marketing gig. I did that for about five years, four or five years. I wasn't really all that good at it. Um, and then we, I was always the dude like running around with a GoPro filming my mates and going on holidays and stuff. So um, the job that I was in, we got some raw footage shot for us and they upskilled me to do some editing. So I started editing first. Um, then I did some short courses for filming, shot a friend's wedding for free, as in probably a lot of people would do on their first wedding. And then like just snowboard from there. I was always, I was doing a lot of commercial stuff too up until, you know, only about a year or two ago. But um I was I was always trying to push that hard but then I felt like I was my strengths probably lay in weddings and um the commercial stuff was actually really hard to juggle with when that client's only giving you a few weeks lead time to shoot a job and when you've got kids and like wife and mortgage and the rest you know it's um I just found like weddings was was the sweet spot and um yeah I've been in the industry like 10 years now and started video and then about six seven years ago like love doing photos too. So I introduced that and um, yeah, just like them both equally. Yeah. Amazing. And I suppose like one thing that I can, I can tell with both your businesses um, and the content that you, and the work that you guys do show is that like, it just oozes elegance. <laughs> like it's ridiculous. It's so good. And like, as someone that like, I love, absolutely love film, like Lucy, your work is beyond phenomenal as well in terms of just like the images that you provide and, and for both of you like your videos as well eddie the amount of storytelling that is just like thrown into what you both do uh, like coming from a videographer that like really sees how much effort and time and um i suppose like natural skill like you've both just showcasing uh really showcases you guys are like top tier absolutely top tier. thank you that's so lovely it's good hearing that stuff thank you Matt, do you know how we rave on about client experience a little? And do you want to know the golden nuggets behind my client delivery system? Not really, but I have a feeling you're going to tell me anyway. <laughs> <laughs> 
Thanks, mate. But you know we're all about leveling up our client experience. And if you're still delivering wedding films to your couples with Google Drive or Dropbox, then you really aren't giving them the best experience, are you? And this is why I use Vidflow. It's a pay-per-use online platform that allows you to deliver on-brand websites with your very own domain for each of your clients while still being incredibly affordable. And Vidflow is accessible on mobile, desktop, and my absolute favorite feature is the fact that it links to your smart TV so your couples can watch their wedding film on their own big screen. And with all that effort that you put into your film, you really want to ensure your couples can have the best experience possible. Use our code MAKEITEPIC20 for 20% off your Vidflow yearly premium membership. Yeah, Mike, Buffhead. <laughs> oh yeah, that always helps, doesn't it? Uh, anyway, uh, I suppose that leads us into, I guess, like, you know, talking about uh, storytelling and things like that, like leads us into probably, I guess, the direction we'd like to take this next is like, for you guys, you've been in the industry for a fair while. You're both kind of like being, uh, I guess, like you've shot a lot of weddings, right? And for you guys to be around for so long, obviously you have to be quite good at the storytelling aspect, right? So like when it comes to a wedding day itself, how do you guys like, I guess, approach a wedding day when it comes to telling a story through like photo and film? Um, well, for video, I, I never actually like rock up and be like, okay, how am I going to tell this story? I'm, I think it's always just about the connection with the couple and mm. I'm super relaxed. So, you know, after shooting in the wedding industry for so long, I just, I rock up and I'm relaxed and, you know, some things might go complete, might not go completely planned, but that's totally fine. I think it's all about like letting your couples feel relaxed um, in your presence. And that's when you get the natural moments. And that's not until later down the track. I'm not sure what your workflow is like, but the first thing that we do is sort of go through all the speeches and then and then find the story that way. Like I'm not really searching for it on the day. I'm more just like searching for trying to be creative and, you know, be that be that fly on the wall style sort of thing. So, yeah, I don't really attack it as like how do I tell their story. It sort of just naturally comes from the, yeah, from the energy that you bring on the day, I suppose. Man, I love that. Sorry to interrupt, Lucy. Um, there's one thing I wanted to jump in there, Eddie, because like it's actually really interesting to like find a videographer who has like a, a similar process to that. And because um, I really try and story storyboard, but like in a in a less formal way, mm-hmm. um, like the weddings that I do have, and like I do that through asking questions, like through a questionnaire, to really find out like who my couples are, what are the personalities like, what are the mm-hmm. things they like, they don't like, and it's really interesting how those answers can influence how I am on the day uh, in mm-hmm. terms of energy, in terms of how I shoot, in terms of what I shoot, in terms of, you know, how creative um, I actually get on the day more so to just play around with what I'm doing to showcase more of who they are as people. Mm. Um, but yeah, no, nah, I feel like we got a very, very similar approach with that. So that's, yeah, that's really cool to see. Good to hear. And what about you, Liz? Yeah. I mean, look, I go, I go into, as I said before, Weddings are so structured anyway, so they kind of have their template. And I guess what I personally love to inject is the fact that, like, you can rock up to the same venue 20 times, but it's about the energy and the the what you bring out in the couple that really draws out the difference and the unique story of them. And I think that's where it's really important is just, like, talking to couples and kind of going, make sure that you're getting to know the people that you're employing for your day because they're going to tell your story and the more that they connect with you, I think the more that you're going to bring out the natural moments with them. So I think like 
going into it with an open mind and kind of blurring the lines with your creativity is the best part of our jobs. I love that I can rock up to a wedding day and just kind of go, I'm going to shoot this in a really documentary style format. Um, It's going to have its structure anyway, being a wedding, Um, but it's me working with you guys. It's going to bring out all those beautiful, unique moments to each couple. Do you, do you find the structure like alters, I suppose, between like different weddings or different venues or locations? Like, you know, I know you guys do like a lot of overseas weddings as well, but like, do you find the structure or like the perception of how a wedding should be is different from say like Australia to Italy or from mm. perhaps some, you know, some Australian weddings compared to um, some high premium or luxury mm. weddings? We, we found that Australian wedding planners definitely run the tightest ship. Yeah, for sure. definitely. Like oh, really? Way Interesting. Yeah. Like <laughs> here you're getting run seats like a fair few weeks before the wedding. Overseas it's like you're asking them for the run sheet mm. um, and, and it's not like speeches, dinner, entree. It's just like dinner at seven. That's it. Um, yeah. So it's way, way more relaxed over there, I would find. Yeah. And you think it would be the opposite but it's – yeah, I feel like we've experienced that the planners here kind of bring everything down to a T mm. um, and like the minute. So when we were overseas, we were quite like, don't even really know where I'm going. Like, <laughs> I'm just here. I'm ready. Hold my camera. Yeah. I'm, I'm going. Yeah. <laughs> what? Um, what I really love lately, um, especially the last probably like six months to a year, is that I'm finding there, there's less structure, like mm. from like a couple's perspective and they're like, they want an hour of free time just to do whatever they want after the ceremony. Mm-hmm. And like, like, I just, yeah, I love that. Um, yeah. From like a video point of view, yeah. like I don't, I don't shoot family photos um, yeah. just because it's, it's just not something that looks good on video. Um, <laughs> but like, it really allows me to really get some really, really creative shots and like some really like intimate like, moments that I would not have otherwise caught like because yeah. I'd be off doing something else. So, yeah. so yeah, no, we, we agree. And we, we push for that, that being yeah. in the, as it's evolved every year, it's, you know, we can, and as cameras evolve too, like we can smash portraits in half an hour easily yes, um, and then yeah. and get, and maybe take another five or 10 minutes at sunset and done. Like I'm running out of ideas after that. It's like, yeah, you know, <laughs> I agree. Really, and us getting married ourselves, like our favorite time was canopy hour or cocktail hour. Like you do not want to miss that as a couple. And um, yeah, with technology the way it is and the way the industry is going. And I feel like, Every time we're chatting with couples, they want the same thing too. Mm. They like they want to yeah. be with guests. They don't want to be with us for ages. Yeah, yeah. It's definitely a misconception in the industry. I feel like from probably like I guess previous years and you know traditions from you know back in the day a little bit, which probably wasn't that long ago. But you know, like I suppose that everyone thinks that you know uh, portraits need to take X amount of time and it's going to take up the whole entire day and we're not going to be able to enjoy it with our family and friends. Um, it's definitely changed for sure, as you were saying. And I, I also feel like I've been saying a lot to my couples recently, like, hey, like. I know that you want me to cover this and this in this allocated time. And that's my job to make sure I get all of those moments I can in that time. And mm. realistically, the timeline's great, but let's be honest, who's been to a wedding out of the four of us and gone, it worked minute to minute. Like it never does, right? No. Never. Um, no. So yeah, no. it's a good way that I think the industry is going in that sense. I wanted to quickly just digress a little bit just there for the subject you said, Luce, uh, because I was like, you and me and Tim have touched on it before um, and we actually spoke about it last week a little bit but yeah. about choosing the right vendors and vibing with like vendors and couple like that relationship have you got like either of you guys got any pieces of advice maybe for couples listening out there uh, and they're like they're struggling to work out how they vibe with their vendor correctly because obviously it's an important part of the day yeah 
Yeah, I mean, Ed and I, um, we we like we love jumping on the phone. I think a phone call is a really nice way to kind of just get that conversation started. Um, email, you know, it's hard to kind of delve. Um, so I think the first thing for couples would be to just be like, look, can I just jump on the phone with you? It just allows them to ask whatever questions they feel like they need to. Um, and, you know, it never has to really go for longer than sort of 15 minutes as a connection call. It's just kind of breaking that ice and mm. getting that barrier down and it's person to person rather than two people over email who you just... Yeah, vibe check. Yeah. So that would be my first um, sort of biggest piece of advice. Yeah. Yeah, I agree. Perfect. How good. Love that. Uh, and I've got probably maybe one more question when it comes to planning as well, like, and things like that. Cause like, obviously planning a wedding is a big thing. Uh, it can be quite overwhelming. It can be quite, you know, um, I guess like it's got its own challenges and everybody has like a different, unique take on a style of wedding and the way they plan weddings. Have you guys got like any advice, um, for couples, I guess, when it comes to like planning the wedding, maybe it's like about like overwhelm or decision fatigue and things like that. Mm. Okay. Uh, yeah, I mean, don't cast your net too far. I think mm. like once you just shortlist a few vendors and then just just go with your go with your gut after that after you've had that initial call or something. It's um, you can. There's so many different vendors out there, and you could just be going forever and ever and ever. So I think you just get your your small group, whether that's just like saving them on Instagram or something. And word of mouth is super powerful. So if if that vendor's done a good job at your mate's wedding, then like 100% go for it because every wedding looks different. Um, so yeah, it doesn't have to be stressful if you don't don't make it. Yeah, for sure. And do you find yourself uh, you tend to work with the same vendors? Uh, mm. A lot of the same venues. Um, some, I'd, but mine's a mixed bag. Yeah, I yeah. wouldn't say super consistent, but. No. Um, yeah, the odd ones are popping up every now and again, but more venues would be consistent, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. Because one thing I typically say to all of my couples is when they are like in that process of looking for their vendors and looking for their dream team is like to really like, actually understand that the choice of their vendor has such an impact on their day, like mm. in terms of energy, how the day is run, you know, like what is their client experience like? And you really can't find that out through an email. Like you really need to jump on a phone, jump on a Zoom call mm. like, and not just like look at like look at their, you know, highlights reel on, yeah. on Instagram, but actually figure out like how we'll look beyond the service that they provide and who are they as people. Mm. Um, and it, it's really good seeing like the industry progress where like couples are – way more conscious on like who they're choosing and then as like with their vendors um and I, i'm finding a fair bit that i'm seeing a lot of like the same teams that i'm working with which is which is pretty cool um but yeah it just like it makes me think that we are moving in a in a direction in this industry where couples are really taking the advice on board that it's really it has such an impact on who they choose and how that impacts their wedding day and their wedding experience moving mm. forward. Yeah. yeah. And everyone's different as well. Uh, the Like the energy that Lucy and I bring on the day is like we're quite relaxed and we let the, the wedding happen and we're just there documenting what's going on. Like we're not this type of vendor that jumps in and sort of it's, you know, we're, we're calling the shots sort of thing. So and, and a simple phone call can find that out from the person, whether they're introverted, extroverted, whatever, and the energy that they're going to bring on a day because – that what we bring could be calming to 
some couples and some couples will be like, nah, we need, we need more energy. Like so, energy yeah. And there's different vendors that offer that, you yeah. know, like they're coming all guns blazing and it's like, you know. Yeah. Tim, tell me, what's your favorite moment to capture on the day? Oof, oof. It has to be the moment all the hard work has paid off. You're now announced married. So the celebration can begin. And what better way to come down the aisle with some eco confetti popping like it's 2007. 2007 you say well funny you say that imagine a one-stop shop that can give you the opportunity to purchase all the little things that make your day epic well the whole bride is your shop offering everything from bridesmaids boxes clear umbrellas confetti cannons even some sparklers and a whole lot more uh even fluffy slippers yeah mate even the fluffy slippers for those toes of yours do not miss out on making your wedding day epic Check out The Whole Bride and use our code EPIC15 to receive 15% off The Whole Bride store. So Yeah, just, it's, it is pretty funny like that. Like, I, I have been to, like, I've worked with quite a lot of weddings, but um, like how a photographer may be like such high energy and it is like, it maintains like, it's like the bridal party is like on a high the whole day. Like there's no like, there's no rest period from them. Um, mm-hmm. And then obviously I worked with other photographers that have a, like a super laid back approach. Mm-hmm. And then like, you really need to push to get some like energy like out of them mm-hmm. as well. So like, it is just very interesting, like just the different dynamics across the a range of vendors that we have in Australia. And yeah. I honestly think, Australia literally has the best creative vendors in, mm. in the world. Um, yeah. yeah, I really do believe that. But yeah. um, Sorry, can I just add to what Matt was saying? Because I just feel like the decision fatigue is, is a big one. Um, and I just wanted to add that I just feel like couples just need to be really, really careful with social media. I feel mm. like <laughs> social media can be such an amazing tool and like 95% of the time it is. But there is that percentage where it can be completely overwhelming and completely bamboozle all all decisions you are trying to make. So I think we've spoken about it before, but like, you know, having those social media detoxes, especially when you're in that midst of like really making big decisions. um, I think one of the best things that Eddie and I did was really just hone in on what was really important to us and us as a couple, not like us as individuals, but us as a couple and what was going to make up our wedding day. And so like, you know, seeing synchronized swimmers on Instagram and seeing it at a wedding that I'm like, oh my God, that's amazing. But that's not for us. <laughs> yeah. you know what I mean? So I think it's just like that element of detaching yeah. and using social media in a healthy way and not, in a way that's like completely steering you away from what's really important to you two as a couple. Yeah, we saw yeah. the we both at this wedding and it was the first time we'd seen these CO2 oh, young yeah. things. And um, it was this epic, epic wedding and the energy was like outstanding. And then Lucy and I was like, yeah, we got to get We're getting CO2 We didn't. And then like we are so happy we didn't get it because we're just like that is nowhere near what we're like. <laughs> like this split decision because because we were enjoying it so much for these other people but you just gotta and it was remove. so suited to them yeah you gotta remove yeah. To i know I've, i saw the wedding film yeah yeah, it's, uh, yeah. I know you're about it. <laughs> it was it was sick and it happened like all of a sudden like whoa <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah 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 but now yeah. looking back i'm like well you guys are coming with a unique perspective because you were married last year 
was it? Yeah, two years geez, ago. 18 months two ago. Two years ago. Yeah, 18 months ago, yeah. So what's some of the biggest takeaways, I suppose, because you were obviously a wedding vendor before you got married and then you're a wedding vendor after you got married. What are some of the, the, the biggest takeaways that you can share now that you are married, that you've gone through that process of planning your own wedding and, you know, you've, you've come out the other side of it? Have we come out the other side of it? <laughs> <laughs> still, still on a high, still on the honeymoon. <laughs> we should have, we definitely should have recorded the yeah. intro when Eddie was just like throwing yeah. so many like nice little like compliments towards uh, yeah. Lucy's. Well, well, if you can see, yeah, that they're they're actually in Italy right now. You can see. Behind <laughs> yeah. uh, now I think um, the it's a luxury to have this, but like a planner, I didn't realize how good a, a coordinator mm. is. Like we had a DIY wedding and. Yeah, I would say I was more stressed than loose. But it's like Absolutely, a, <laughs> way more stressed than me. Um, they, Groomzilla, they, here he is, hey. Oh, yeah. <laughs> they really took the load off um, like prior and then on the day. I didn't realise how much goes into a day yeah. until I saw it all unfold. Yeah. And which is crazy was, as a vendor, right? Like yeah. as a vendor, you see weddings all the time yes. and you, you still felt that way, which is like, yeah, it's wild. Yeah. yeah. And until you're in it, you really don't know how it feels. I think that was one of the biggest things. And I actually said to Eddie before we jumped on here, like it was tying back to that. It's one of my probably biggest pieces of advice to couples is that we were so, it was so important to us that us and our guests and our family were all able to be 100% present and relaxed at our wedding and for us to be able to do that we just wanted to make sure no one lifted a finger um and so we were lucky enough to be able to have a coordinator on the day and we it was just a matter of just leaning into our vendors we we hired people that we really really trusted um and that we both valued and I think for us it was just like that was priority for us. We were just like with a DIY wedding, we could literally have the boys doing things in the morning. We could have the girls setting tables. We could have like, you know, all of that. And our friends would have happily have done it. But for us, it was really important that everyone was completely present as guests. Um, and I think that was probably one yeah. of the best things we did. It, was, it just meant that we could relax all weekend and our friends could enjoy it. Our family were able to enjoy it and yeah, I think that was one of the best things that we did. So you figured out what your priorities were and then you, yeah. you doubled down on that. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. It's always interesting talking to people who have been in the industry to uh, to like hear from you guys, especially like when I got married, like they were like, people was like, oh, who's going to be your photographer? Who's going to be, you know, who's going to be a videographer? And I always like, when I thought about it, um, I always was like, in the end, I picked the person that I yeah, sure, that I got on with the most and that I trusted, but also the person that never asked me that question, Yeah, yeah. if that makes sense. Because I yeah. was always like, if you're asking me, you're trying to like slide on in and like yeah. put you yeah. in the forefront of my mind. So it's always like it's, it's interesting to hear you guys like talk about, you know, like uh, your wedding experiences and what you guys like valued on the day and things like that. Um, yeah. it's, it's, definitely, uh, it's definitely refreshing to hear and I'm sure probably the most refreshing part of what I heard was that like even for you as a vendor, like it was still like, uh, overwhelming and you know uh, it was a bit hectic and stressful um, and you've been to however you know hundreds of weddings <laughs> whatever it may have been I was stressing on the table formation oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the <laughs> details man I like <laughs> it uh, we, we had like the room we were at Seacliff and we had 130 guests or maybe just under and 
we needed to make enough room for the dance floor and like I'm just so OCD in my head and I was, and we got this floor plan. I was like, this isn't going to work. There's going to be no room for the dance floor, blah, blah, blah. So like just those things that like I would tell every other person to just stop stressing, I was stressing over. So um, and like I don't know. But it I was could, worth stressing it, over it because it was because, actually like yeah, any, actually, yeah. Yeah, we had we to actually, change it on the day. Yeah. Um, but just little <laughs> things like that that you wouldn't think of, like that are just so minor. But, yeah. Um, yeah, just, yeah, and then the, the weather and everything else that normal people stress about. Yeah, but yeah, also things know. like we were super, we were super, like with our photographer, Pete, we said to him, we were like, we want to be at our canopy hour. Yeah. You need to shoot in, you have this much time, yeah. like excellent. Yeah. We, we were yeah. like, we don't want to be away for yeah. longer than, what was it, half an hour? Yeah. And then with our speeches, we were like five minutes and it's not funny if you go over. Like, yeah. you know, it's important <laughs> that people are not sitting there bored out of their brains listening to people ramble on. It was just like get up there, say something beautiful, meaningful and sit down, <laughs> you know. Especially when they repeat themselves typically. Oh, like you think yeah. about how many weddings we've been to, like how many like repeated yeah. uh, stories and things like that, they just roll yeah. on. The other week I had a groomsman or a best man do a 21-minute speech. No. I had, I, and I worked out after because I, I, when I looked at the time code on the photo of the first photo and the last photo, it was about 20 minutes. And I was just yeah. like, this is ridiculous. Like, yeah. It is ridiculous. Yeah. yeah. No, no good speech ever goes for that long. No. 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 And yeah. dance floors are important. And so, like, you know, they're at the end of the night. You only got, you've only got a certain amount of time on them. So it was like everyone wants to get there. Everyone wants to have fun. So just make it nice and simple and let's get to the DF. Let's, yeah. let's, get, it, let's get the party started. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so it. I suppose, like, this probably leads us a little bit into, uh, like, this whole conversation probably led us to this, I guess, where me and Tim wanted to have a brief chat about because, We've all been in the industry for a little while now. We've all shot a lot of weddings and the industry is changing and moving. And, you know, being the start of 2024, we thought we'd, you know, suss out what you guys are thinking when it comes to like, where do you see photography, videography um, for weddings moving to in the future? And you can get some bold predictions. We're okay with that. <laughs> mm. um, look, I think, I think it, lines are being blurred. Um, I think there's... As I was saying earlier, I think, you know, wedding days have such a formal structure and I think couples are really sort of leaning into creating what they really want to create now. And I think um, I think the same thing is sort of happening with the styling, the photography, the videography, and it's just loosening the reins a little bit. It's creating like even we're seeing it with movement, movements like 35-millimetre film like rip roaring in um we're seeing the social media content creators coming through and you know they're like the epitome of creating content that is sporadic unedited all of that you know and I think while you get your glossy wedding photos I think there's still that real element of rawness that people really are loving and that that is like strong um and people love that sort of documentary style, but there's still room for that beautiful, glossy, editorial, gorgeous <laughs> portrait, you know. Um, but, yeah, I think it's just I – I think that's sort of what I foresee is just yeah. that mix of, um, yeah, just like free – 
and it's unstructured and a little bit more document, a lot more documentary, a lot more in the moment and people are sort of really harnessing what they want their weddings to be rather than what it has always looked like it has to be. Yeah, 100%. And then um, I'll just get specific on a from a videography perspective. I think like fads come and go and trends come and go like um, but I feel just like a black suit will never go out of fashion. I feel like a good, polished, cleanly edited video will never, ever lose its touch. Like I, I fell into the, the guilt of, um, it was quite a few years ago, everyone's content was like yellow and warm and like my video was all yellow and warm. I was like, why did I do that? Uh, and now it's like heaps of our like real life content and content creation and iPhone stuff. But there would be a time and a place for all this stuff. But I honestly feel like just good edited clean natural videos and film and if you're telling a couple of story that will never date yeah 100%. do you have one tim uh, do you have anything yeah i do <clears throat> excuse me um i i think it's it is changing quite rapidly and like Lewis, i agree with you 100 like i i think there there's a lot of vendors that are really doubling down on like their uniqueness um and like that could just be shooting 35 mil film um you know, like videographers, like focusing on Super 8 film as well. Um, and like the word editorial is something that's really, like really popping up lately. Isn't it um, a buzzword? It is a buzzword. <laughs> it's like, it's like candid for 2023, right? <laughs> <laughs> it is. But it's like, it's, it's beautiful. And I would say like from, from my point of view, like over the last year, like has it affected how I tell a story and shoot and edit? Like, I'd probably say so. Like, I think as I become older, like I'm really focusing more on on storytelling, and you know, like a black suit gets me really excited. Like, really nice styling that's aligned like with the couple's like venue, their personality. Like, like we're seeing styling that's like completely like out of the box, like fruits. Mm. I went to a wedding and it was like a truckload full of watermelons and rock melons mm. as yeah, styling, yeah. and like, this is. This is amazing. Um, yeah. But, yeah, I think a black suit is definitely something that is, you know, aligned with the editorial vibe, like, per se. Um, but I think something that's going to stay forever is content creators. Um, I think that's really going to shake up um, the, the video aspect and the video industry for sure because it, it offers so much value, like, so, so much value. Mm. And I know we haven't touched on it, but I know you guys have a, have your own podcast as well. We want to be able to um, get you guys to share that. But yeah, I know you had a content creator on recently mm-hmm. um, and we also had a content creator on a couple of months ago. Yeah. And it's like, it was really, really interesting just to like see like their points of view and actually talking to couples and seeing like what is like the value of a content creator over a videographer. Mm-hmm. And I really think like parts of video are effectively, are effectively dying. Um, and like that, that's a good thing because if, if a couple does see value in what they're doing in a, in a social aspect uh, with photos and videos delivered the next day, like it's incredibly valuable. So, mm. yeah. yeah. I mean, I think for the industry it's it, it keeps us all on our toes when these things come through. While I do think, you know, as Eddie said, trends come and go and actually we speak about this in our episode next week, but, um, you know, there was that whole movement of the slow shutter that came through with photography, right? And I think it kind of split the industry in half where a lot of people were going, why the fuck is everything out of focus? Like, (laughs) isn't the whole point of being a professional photographer that everything's in focus? But, you know, I, I think for all of us, it's like these things need to happen for us to then rethink and and 
be innovative and bring in those new things and those new exciting things that shake up an industry like Mm -hmm. every single industry it's like it can't if it stays at one level it's just it's boring Um, and I think the best thing about weddings is that there is so much freedom to do so much stuff and that's what I'm loving at the moment I'm just loving going to weddings and seeing how creative people are being not just couples but like other vendors and it's just it like it it's creating so it creates so much more excitement. Um, but the the biggest thing for couples to always remember is to stay true to themselves in exactly. all of it. Um, and I think it's the same for vendors. It's like see these movements as something to get excited by and take your next step. But also don't forget like where your amazingness is. Yes, big time. Yeah, yeah. and don't it- get sidetracked and try and be doing too much of what everyone else is. It so actually reminded me. I don't know if any of that made sense. No, it made it sense. Yeah. And, then, and then I was giggling because I was like, oh, it's even the same. Like we're talk- everyone talks about like the trend of like, you know, like you said, the slow shutter. And yeah. it's still something that people like I, even on the weekend, uh, one of my brides was like, oh, I love that slow shutter shot. Yeah. Like, yeah, cool. Like that's fine. It's almost become like a standard shot that you do for a minute or two throughout yeah. the portrait session. Yeah, um, and the other one as well is like, that I feel like everyone talks about there's like, and it's divided the photography world for sure is the crooked photo. Like the, oh. the not so, <laughs> you know, the not so straight horizon thing um there's always little you know facebook chats about you know the crooked photo and whether it's the thing to do or not to do and i was like semi maybe not against it but i just kind of like naturally my brain was always like ocd has to be straight horizons can't be on an angle and then recently i've been getting a little bit more just like loosey-goosey with it and i'm like this is great (laughs) it's so great and it gives i think it's a representation of what the photographer personality type is as well like you're, you know, you might be OCD and you like everything neat in a box and whatever. Um, and I know Lucy's the opposite. Lucy's mm. like a bit more left field, edgy, and there's a time and a place for, for both. So um, I think Eddie now can... takes a photo and he'll go, look, this is a Lucy shot. Yeah, I'm like, this <laughs> just angle it off 20. He actually takes it straight, but he just gets on it. When he gets on Lightroom, he just like oh, shoves it around really. a little bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, fully. But there's, there's, um, there's, yeah. there's room for both and that's the best thing about photography it's creative there's no yes and no there's no same yeah, with video you can do you can do whatever you want if, yeah. if you're a couple of digging what you're putting down then that's all that matters yeah yeah and like I, I speak to quite a few videographers and you know i think once videographers do reach a point like i'm only speaking as a like from a video perspective because i'm not a photographer but we get to a point where we really we follow all these rules that we learn in video and then we're like oh no like with 180 degree shadows off like what do we do like we don't have an nd but I think like it's an area of growth that comes when you just decide to break the rules. And that that's, that's something I, I I do all the time. Like I've added phone footage into my films before I've added like little animations. I've, you know, I had one film where like couple met on Tinder, which is like every, almost every second wedding now, but like I decided to like learn after, after effects to be able to put in like that Tinder, like Tinder effect. And I'm like, this would be pretty cool. Like I'll just try it out. And I'm like, Super different. Yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> and when I briefly did some film school stuff, it was also always drilled into me that your shutter's always got to be double your frame rate, always yeah. double your frame rate. The best bit of advice I ever got for filming was to just out the window with that and you just crank your shutter, like, yeah. oh, on my shutter on like 8,000 and like no stress whatsoever. Yeah. It's, um, yeah, Love it's it. got to break those rules. And yeah, it's, I'm the same as you. You, 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 you drag your mind back to what you were taught, but half of it is just out the window. 
Yeah. Yeah. I, I can't look at a gimbal anymore. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two reading parties. <laughs> 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 it's, it's the same. I feel like they, even what you said though, it's the same with like same with photographers too. There's always you know things that we feel like we should be doing this and you should be doing that. Like just because you own a lens that can do 1.2 doesn't mean you need to shoot at 1.2 the entire day, uh, you know, and things like that. And I've even been like thinking about it recently, like of like obviously flash is a big thing now, like um, and thinking about how can you use flash in a different way. Like yeah, sure, night shoots where it's at at the moment, everyone wants that night shoot with the flash, but like. Why do like probably goes against what I normally would want to do, but like why do I not do it maybe during the day a little bit more, or you know mm. why do I not try it out in certain lighting situations which really suck, yeah. um, you know like why do I not pull a flash out for a, a shot um, and do that? I actually did an engagement session last night in the city, and I we started quite late, and the couple were a little bit when they rocked up what they were wearing, I was like oh this is not a normal engagement session, like they're a little bit like a little bit out there, and I was like so I shot the whole entire session with a flash, and I've yeah. never done that before. And I was like this is so much fun, I was so excited when we got yeah. home and like I was pumped for it so yeah yeah I feel like doing different things keeps us all creative and excited by what we're doing and that's probably why we can shoot the amount of weddings we have and continue to probably do as well and keeps us interested in what we're doing yeah absolutely all right, well, thank you. Thank you so much for jumping on the podcast and we want to give you guys the opportunity tell us a little bit about your own podcast as well oh thanks guys (laughs) that's so nice of you Yeah, well, we run a podcast called Unveiled and similar to you guys, we're just out there really to help out all the couples in the midst of planning and I guess give give the industry a bit of an inside scoop into how our couples are feeling. We talk to brides and grooms, we talk to industry people like yourselves. Um, We do a few little episodes here and there, just Ed and I, but yeah, we kind of launched that because similar to you guys, it was like, we were being pumped with questions on, you know, all things planning. And we were just like, how can we just collate all of this information and just put it somewhere where people are able to access it easily? And we, yeah, Unveiled was born. Yeah. Sweet. Along with our child. Yeah. <laughs> 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 oh, man, I, I know how chaotic that is. Tell, yeah. uh, let me tell you that because I, well, I suppose since me and Tim started, I've had uh, my wife's had a baby. And, uh, oh, so yeah, so it's, it's, been a, it's been a bit of a wild time. Yeah. So it's, a, it's difficult. And running a podcast is not easy as all four of us know. It's, there's a lot more that goes on to it than just turning up and talking and having a good old laugh about some stuff and having a good time. There's a, there's a lot behind the scenes, <laughs> that's for sure. And maybe uh, let us know as well where we can find both of you guys individually for your businesses. Just give us a bit of a shout out for yourselves. Off you go, Ripple. Yeah, Ripple Weddings. Um, just, yeah, chuck it in your Instagram or your website. <laughs> <laughs> um, my Instagram is, Eddie always makes fun of me that I have too many different titles for my business but um instagram i'm at lucy blake photography underscore underscore and then i'm my website is lucystudio.com.au cool amazing awesome well thank you so much guys for jumping on and spending some time talking with us i know that uh you know, the couples out there will definitely find it super valuable. Uh, and it's nice to have some photographers and videographers on to chat with us. It's always it's always a cool thing to, to yeah, hang out with some other people that are like-minded in the industry. And, uh, yeah, as Tim has mentioned, you guys are legends and uh, we love what you guys are doing. So keep yeah. it up. Thank you. Thanks, We're guys. looking forward to Likewise. working with you in a couple of weeks, mate. Yeah, keen as. Yeah. How good. Yeah. yeah, and look out of anyone, we really appreciate what you guys are doing and the advice you're giving and your podcast is awesome and as is your work. So we really appreciate you having us on and yeah, thank you. Thanks guys. Take care.
Bye. Bye, guys. Bye.